This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Well, I am so grateful to have Crystal Rodenbeck, Dr. Crystal Rodenbeck, Doctor of Chiropractic and um, Kinesthesiology. No. Kinesiology. Kinesiology. Yeah. I have the hardest time with that word. It's the least favorite word. Don't worry. It took me a couple years to figure it out. Kinesiology. Too. It's that simple. It's it not is. that hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's like saying Kapaiba or Kopaiba. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's Kapaiba to it, me. It is. Mm-hmm. Well, and I actually had a patient who is Brazilian uh-huh. and she said it's Kopaiba. So I trust her. Oh, she did? Yeah. She oh. said it's a Brazilian something or other. It is and, Brazilian. Yeah. And so she said it's Kopaiba. We're talking about oils. Yes. For those of you that are like, what are we talking about? What's Kopaiba? <laughs> um, essential oils. But anyway, that's another topic. So so tell me, uh, Dr. I'm going to call you Dr. Crystal. Yeah, that's perfect. Can I that's just call you Dr. Crystal? Yeah. Okay. Yep. You're my um, kinesiologist. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not necessarily, I don't consider you my chiropractor, although yeah. you are doing some stuff. To me, mm-hmm. but um, so I come in here and um, you're doing making all kinds of weird noises and doing all kinds of stuff. Yes. So tell me how you got into doing your unique, um, I don't know, style. It's not style, but technique. Technique. Yeah. So yeah. tell me all about it. Yeah. Um, so when I was about 17 years old, um, which was like a couple years ago. Yeah, just only like two. You mm-hmm. know, maybe just adding a few on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was um, running cross country and track, um, mm-hmm. and I finally got to a point where um, I started just feeling kind of terrible, and I didn't know why. Um, well, I kind of know why now. Looking back, mm-hmm. I was um, running four events at every track meet every week. And I was running the two mile, the mile, the 800, and the four by 800, which is the longest events um, mm-hmm. for um, every meet, every meet, um, every week. And so basically, I was a product of overtraining, and um, you know, I had all the female issues, triad. You know, you, you hear of those like athletes who have issues, you know, especially as a female and things okay. like I've that. I've never heard about that. Yeah, it's called the female triad, actually. And so what it does is a lot of young female athletes will have issues with their cycle, so they're mm-hmm. always irregular. They're usually anemic, and they have some sort of um, uh, you know disorder kind of along with that, okay. um, depending on what their body kind of handles. So, um, I was definitely anemic. I definitely, um, anemic means what? Um, low iron, low iron. Yes. Um, and there's different ways that you can classify that, but, um, low iron is usually the, typically the, the case. Um, so, um, I finally got to a point where my body just gave out on me. Um, I would run maybe a 400 and a two mile and I felt like I was going to pass out. Mm. So I'd sit down on the side of the track and I didn't know what was wrong with me. I went to, um, two ER visits, um, in that course of time, um, before I finally just stopped running. Um, and they did blood work and EKG and those types of things because they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Um, so that was right as we were getting into state track season. Mm. So I was, um, no longer able to run. 
So uh, this is probably your senior year. It was my junior year. Junior year. Junior okay. year. Yeah, and we. Um, so I just had to watch on the sidelines while my friends and um, teammates were able to go run. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, as a seventeen-year-old, that's pretty. It's pretty devastating. Yeah. You know. Um, so um, over the course of the next um, three months, uh, this was. Um, you know, end of school year. So course of the summer, I went through every medical test there's possible to, to go through. So I went through, um, lung tests. Um, so they were trying to get a stress test. So maybe it was a lung capacity thing. Um, well then that was normal cause I'm 17 and I'm a completely normal mm-hmm. human being. Um, I went through EKGs. I went through echoes. Um, then my heart was a completely normal heart. Um, I went through, um, they made me do a stress test, a heart monitor test. So I had to wear that for four weeks, mm-hmm. um, every day. And they took a course of my heart rate over the course of four weeks. Um, I was a human pincushion, so I got blood drawn about every few days, um, mm. and my arms were bruised because I was anemic, you mm. know, so, but that's all they could find. Mm-hmm. So they go, okay, we'll go take iron. Mm. So I did, um, and I went to Walmart and um, go mm. and got iron because I, that's all I knew how to do at the moment, and it made me worse. So mm. now on top of being anemic, I'm constipated because typically iron, if it's mm-hmm. not the right source and if you can't absorb it you get constipated mm-hmm. That's so fun. yeah yeah so along with that um everything else i'm like well you might as well just add that into the mix <laughs> <laughs> i was not a happy camper let's just say that <laughs> and i'm a teenager so that's all. i know you have teenagers so yes. <laughs> yeah um you know it's just not a good combo mm-hmm. um So I was interested in chiropractic from like day one. Um, Like I was kind of that weird kid who um, was like, what are you going to be when you grow up? And I'm like, I'm going to be a chiropractor. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Did your parents encourage that or did you go to chiropractic? Yes. I was a chiro kid. Mm -hmm. So I definitely, um, I definitely was into, into all of that uh, before. So I just thought it was the coolest thing. Uh Um, So I actually had a friend who was a teammate of mine who said, you need to go see this guy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm open to it. You know, Mm -hmm. I've been through everything and I feel worse, so I might as well. Um, So I went and drove an hour and a half because the closest doctor who did this was an hour and a half. Um, The guy, uh, the doctor who developed the techniques out of Wichita, Kansas, and Mm -hmm. I happened to live in Salina, Kansas, which is about an hour and a half north. Okay. So drove down there. Uh, He starts squeaking this thing, doing these weird things with his hands. And just reading my mail. Like, mm-hmm. you're tired all the time. You're probably cycles are off. All these things. And I kept looking at my mom like, is this okay? Mm-hmm. Like, are, are, are we okay here? You know? <laughs> and, and I was like, is he reading my, is he reading my mind? Mm-hmm. Like, all those things. So, goes through his whole exam. Um, treats me for about an hour. Um, and gives me a B vitamin. Um, that's all he gave me. Which I started out with. Um... That night, I slept 14 hours, mm. and over the course of the summer, um, I rehabbed my body, took um, some time off of running, everything, I didn't do anything, took this B vitamin, um, went to whoever doctor I could that did this technique, and um, I was able to run my senior year, um, and then I also ran in college mm-hmm. for four years, mm-hmm. um, so um, competitively. 
So I went from not being able to run, not being able to do anything, to then completely changing my life. Wow. So I was All like, because of a B vitamin and the treatments you were And getting. the treatments, yeah. Because no one else could figure out what was wrong with me. They didn't mm-hmm. check my vitamins or mineral content um, mm-hmm. in my blood. They just did a CBC usually. Mm-hmm. Um, did this guy do that? No. No. He just knew it because of the squeaky because thing. Because of the tester, yeah. Uh-huh. Because of his technique. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, he was able to figure me out. And I vowed, I had no idea what he was doing, but I was like, okay, you changed something in me. And so I was like, whatever you're doing, I'm learning it. Mm-hmm. So then I spent the course of the next, um, well, I guess now 12 years or so, mm-hmm. um, learning it. And I would just go shadow people and watch. Um, I was a counselor at a running camp in Colorado. And um, that's actually how I met Dr. Motley, who's mm-hmm. a colleague of mine here in um, here in the Franklin area, mm-hmm. um, who actually works in the same office building as we do. Um, and... We just became friends, and I just came and shadowed, and that's actually kind of why I'm here. Why you're here in mm-hmm. Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, so so he does the same thing. Now, where did this yeah. little squeaky, what is the squeaky thing, <laughs> and where did, it, where did it originate, or what? Tell me yeah, about yeah. So chiropractic has a bunch of different techniques. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hundreds of them. So every chiropractor you go to is going to do something completely different. Which I think is cool, and I don't think a lot of people actually realize that. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times people think chiropractic is just kind of a snap, snap, crackle, pop, mm-hmm. and then they, you know, um, they adjust you, and then you're gone. Well, um, I decided to do it a little bit more internally, um, so I'm more of an internal medicine chiropractor. That's mm-hmm. usually what I what I kind of call myself, kind of a functional medicine chiropractor. Mm-hmm. Um, so the technique is based off of applied kinesiology, which is a technique in chiropractic. So um, we're based off of muscle testing. Mm-hmm. So each muscle, because kinesiology just means the study of muscle and movement. Mm-hmm. That's all it means. What the chiropractic community did was he took it um, a step farther. Um, it's actually Dor- uh, Dr. George Goodhart. Um, he's gone. He's long gone now, but um, he kind of pioneered this muscle testing mm-hmm. um, protocol. So what he did was um, he correlated every single muscle in our body to an organ inside. Mm-hmm. So if we were to sit here and test all the muscles in our bodies, we could tell what organs might have issues or, um, uh, you know, some sort of abnormality to them. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily saying that, um, that your, um, organs are weak or your muscles are weak to the point where you can't use them. It's more against resistance and our way of testing. Mm. So I even took that a step farther in our technique. Um, Dr. Um, Milton Dowdy, he's out of Wichita, Kansas. He was an engineer and kind of was into this whole physics. His brain is fascinating. Yeah. So he decided to um, try to put all these techniques into one. So he goes and takes about seven or eight different techniques and takes all the good parts of them and combines them. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about the squeaky thing, um, it's basically a piece of plastic Mm -hmm. and it's it's in a disc form. And what it looks it, like a strep test. It kind of does. It looks like it looks like you're going to take a culture or something, yeah, yeah. And, you know, those um, uh, petri dishes mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm, petri yeah. Dish, yeah, yeah, that's what it that's what it looks like. Um, but he decided to uh, to figure out a way to take out the muscle testing, so we could go a little bit faster during the day. Mm-hmm. So the resonator is what it's called. Okay. Um, everyone calls it the squeaky thing. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> everyone calls it the squeaky thing, but it's called a resonator. 
And what it does is it helps us take out the muscle testing. Mm -hmm. So I can go a little bit faster during the day. So it's also based off of frequency-based testing um, as well. So every tissue in our body actually has a different frequency right. or sound that it comes out of. So mm -hmm. I always kind of like to explain it like a radio. Um, so your pancreas has a certain frequency yeah. that it should be normally operating at? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. Um, and a muscle is going to resonate. So I'm singing some a song right now. Yeah. Yeah. And with all my music people, I mm -hmm. always explain it as a guitar, right? Mm -hmm. You don't play the same note to make a different sound, mm -hmm. right? Um, mm -hmm. You're going to change your... You're going to change the fingers on your um, on the string yeah. or the fret. Um, and what does the amplifier do? It just amplifies the sound. Right, right. So the resonator is just an amplifier of the sound of your body. Okay. So you're kind of like, we're kind of like playing music every mm -hmm. time we're working. I always thought we played, we made great music together. Yeah, but. it's great. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good. So, um... So yeah, we're able to kind of tell um, based of our fr our frequency based testing um, a little bit more internal of what's going on. So as we're testing every organ and um, every reflex in the body, uh, we also have um, vial testing devices, which is basically a little vial with water or charcoal mm -hmm. with a frequency imprinted on the water or charcoal. Okay. And so if we match a frequency... That's what those things are up there. Yeah. Those are all frequencies. Yeah. Yeah. That's Whoa. what these vial testing things okay. are. So, I have no idea. Yeah. Every... Um, so we can go even a step further that every virus... So, you know, there's a flu virus, there's mm -hmm. a chicken pox virus, there's you know, um, on and on and on, they're all going to resonate at a very different sound and frequency. So we can kind of tell what's going on mm -hmm. based off of frequency-based testing. Um, my little caveat is we can't completely diagnose it without a specific blood test, but we're pretty good at figuring out at least the baseline of what's going on. We start treating it with either an herb or a homeopathic or something along those lines, yeah. and then we start clearing it out from there. So we're able to tell, um, you do a lot of infectional based testing. But how do you test like a, um, I keep going back, I don't know why pancreas yeah. keeps coming up yeah. to me. So yeah. how would you, how would you test, you put your finger on that? Or? Yeah. So there's actually, um, a reflex point on the body. So, um, I don't remember which doctor came up with it, but it's based off of kind of like Chinese acupuncture as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So every organ has a meridian system or an energy system that mm -hmm. is a tied to it. So um, the reflex point is actually right where your pancreas almost is. Right. So it the reflex points are always close to That's where. That's why you're pushing is. on a certain spot sometimes. I'm yeah. like that kind of hurts a little bit. Yeah. You're pushing on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So with pancreas, there can be um, pancreases are like blood sugar handling, mm -hmm. right? So if we're eating too much sugar or um, uh, things that we might be sensitive to, gluten, dairy, soy, mm -hmm. corn, those types of things. Um, your body doesn't lie. So mm -hmm. if the pancreas, because it has all the enzymes and stuff like that, we can actually test what kind of enzymes you might need um, or is there a food sensitivity that's knocking it out. Mm -hmm. um, so we're able to kind of go in through all that testing with the vial um, frequency-based testing. Interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things I've learned with um, essential oils, and mm -hmm. we have, we've been talking a lot lately about rose. Yeah. Uh, and rose actually has, I think, the highest of all the essential oils. It mm -hmm. seems like uh, what I'm learning is that it has the highest frequency mm -hmm. of all the essential oils. Yeah. I think 320 
megahertz or something. Yeah, is that right? Megahertz. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it pretty much, like, I could be explaining it wrong, but mm-hmm. but it it will, um, it when it's applied, it will raise the frequencies of some other things of the other things that are maybe low in frequency. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The idea behind frequency-based testing is, um, say you do have a virus. Well, what it does is it resonates at, I'm going to just make up a number because I don't know what it resonates at, but like 300 megahertz. So Mm -hmm. what we're trying to do um, to clear clear that out is almost to take the inverse of that frequency to kind of start negating that frequency so you start clearing it out. Okay. Does that make sense a little bit? Yeah. 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 So the idea is to find out what that that tissue is resonating at and then we can maybe use a a homeopathic and herb an essential oil that Mm -hmm. will go and negate it Mm -hmm. to kind of help clear it out. That's that's the idea even between just essential oils in general, right? Mm-hmm. They have an antimicrobial effect, plus they have an you know, emotional, uh, mental component as well. Mm-hmm. Well, if I have an antimicrobial effect, you know, I always do my flu bomb when, mm-hmm. you know, uh, school's in session mm-hmm. and you get all the kids with snot- snotty noses that are coming mm-hmm. in. I'm loading up with frankincense, you know, mm-hmm. um, on guard, lemon, orange, and those all have antimicrobial effects. Now, if, if one of those resi- um, frequencies of those essential oils, because it's a, it's a different frequency, mm-hmm. negates a virus, all right, then I'm, I'm good to go. So yeah. let's just throw it all at it, right? Right, right. You know? mm-hmm. um, now, I do get kids who come in here with different flus, colds, those types of things, and then I can go and test what they have, mm-hmm. and then we're going to go in and find maybe an herb or a homeopathic to go help you know, negate it a little bit Mm -hmm. easier. Yeah. Do you find it easier to work with kids than Um, adults? Yes. Um, well, (laughs) sometimes temperament's a little bit harder and I have to chase around my two year olds, you know, around, but they don't have as much going on usually. Mm -hmm. It's a lot Um, less blocking, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause if we think about it, um, you know, say we're at, you know, thirties, forties, fifties, that's a lot of life that we've lived Mm -hmm. before. Um, and we have a lot of stuff going on, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I don't treat the typical neck pain, back pain. I get the typical, um, I have this random, uh, you know, pain out of nowhere or, Mm -hmm. um, uh, Hashimoto's Mm -hmm. or, um, different, um, actually Lyme disease. I treat Mm -hmm. that quite a bit extensively. Um, yeah, uh, viruses, bacteria, all Mm -hmm. the, all the things. Um, I actually treat, um, autistic children as well Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, different like special needs. And those are kind of my favorite because I have a really special place in my heart for them. Um, and just to give them any relief and any, you know, cause all these kids are not sleeping, they're not going to the bathroom, um, behaviorals all over the place yeah. and to help the parents. Um, I actually have one little boy who has not slept for, I don't even know how long and he's been sleeping through the night the last two weeks. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It's really great. It's worth it. Yeah. It's yeah. worth it. Um, so what you do is so unique that there's not, oh, I just noticed you had like a, you have a crazy diffuser. It looks like a, um, medicine ball. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I just got it and it, it works really well. <laughs> it's, it's cool. It looks yeah. like a, a mad scientist. Type yeah. Thing. Yeah. Which could, What's what you got diffusing in there? Um, I definitely have all my holiday ones. Oh. It's definitely like pumpkin, everything. Well, this I know like the spice 
uh, latte. Yes. Like um, pumpkin spice. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. I'm, I'm definitely basic and uh, all that. Yeah, I do smell the spice. <laughs> I yeah. like the spice. Holiday joy. Mm-hmm. I have cassia in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Orange. All the things. <laughs> um, so, so tell me about just some basic um, health things. Like if you could tell somebody like without them even coming into your office, mm-hmm. like what would be the most, what would be some of the tips like from, in terms of just, you're a very natural person, mm-hmm. um, but you don't strike me as like a weirdo. No. You're a pretty modern person. Well, my friends might beg to differ and my husband <laughs> might beg to differ. <laughs> yeah, but, but you're pretty, you know. Yeah, I'm normal. I don't, you know, I don't have the, you know, long skirts and the hairs down to my ankles. Right, and you and, don't smell like B.O. Yeah, or, or reek of like super crazy patchouli right, or something right, like right. that, you know. So Even that's good. That's good that's, that's helpful. I love patchouli. <laughs> yeah, patchouli is great. It's a good guy cologne. It way. is. It is. Um, but... So what would you say to somebody that comes into your office or, or whatever that, that just kind of needs to kind of get a reset? Mm-hmm. What are some like great reset tips that you have for people um, in terms of what they should be eating, what they should be doing um, for, in all areas of their lives? Yeah. Um, I'm a very big proponent of nutrition and diet. Um, I think what we put into our bodies is what we get out of our bodies. Um, It's one thing that we can control. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything else we really can't control. We can't control what we're going to get when we walk outside. We're not going to... We can't control um, the toxins that are in the air or, you know, we can't control what kind of allergens, you know, um, seasonal allergies are going to, to have. So the one thing that I can control is what I put into my mouth mm-hmm. um, and on my body mm-hmm. topically as well. That's why we're really big on essential oils here in the office is because they are therapeutic grade. So I know that I'm not getting any fillers or toxins or chemicals mm-hmm. because that all goes through our liver. Mm-hmm. Anything that we eat or put on goes through our liver, and if our liver is not functioning the way that it should, um, we're going to feel sick and toxic, yeah. and then it just spreads out from there. Yeah. Um, all the all the disorders that I usually see um, is some sort of chronic inflammation. Mm-hmm. That just goes haywire. Mm-hmm. So you know, you talk about thyroid. Um, uh, Hashimoto, Hashimoto's is a hypothyroid. Um, it's an autoimmune disorder, but all that all that tells me is that there's chronic inflammation and it attacks my thyroid. Mm-hmm. So um, when I get a patient like that that comes in, just really any in general, I'm talking about diet. I'm talking about what they're putting on their skin, um, and then we're talking about proper um, supplementation as well as hydration. Mm-hmm. So those kind of four things. Um, what about rest? Where does rest? Rest is definitely sleep. a big a big part. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I. Uh, I usually focus on the diet nutrition piece first because a lot of times sleep will come if I clean up my diet mm-hmm. or if I clean up these different things. Because again, sleep can sometimes be a compensation for something that is not happening. Right. Um, now, not always. There is sometimes that people have like sleep disorders and those types of things. So we have to take a look into that. But consistently through my um, practice since I've started, I've seen sleep 
issues go away if we clear out um, nutritional or supplemental deficiencies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So vitamins, minerals. So inflammation, anything in your diet that's causing inflammation. Yeah, yeah. I actually probably removed. Yeah, I I'm a very big proponent. I you know there's all these fads right now. Right. um, You know gluten free and whole thirty and paleo and keto and um, you know the JJ Virgin diet and it just gets overwhelming for people. Like it's just And plus it must mess up with your body must mess with your body too. It does. Especially going keto. Yes. Keto is so different than yeah. the regular diet. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you know, that's definitely not for everybody. Or um, vegan versus oh, yeah. keto or oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. 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 So what I usually tell people is if we can go um, if I can cut as much of the inflammation out of my diet as possible. So when I first, I, I guess about a year and a half ago, my husband and I decided to um, go a little bit more in depth on our diet. And so we actually went grain free and sugar free. And we even cut down how much fruit intake we were taking. Um, because at the end of the day, fruit is still a sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, and grains are sugar because it turns into sugar into our bodies. So um, we kind of went more of a low carb, high fat. I guess more kind of like keto than any other diet, but we didn't take it to the extreme that keto kind of does. Right. Like having, um, all kinds of high like, fat cream, yes, uh, yeah. whatever, as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Coconut a oil. lot of, a lot of the, um, like extreme keto ketoers, um, definitely do a lot of like dairy and those heavy whipping creams and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And um, I didn't feel good when I did that. No. I, my, my heart started to race and yeah. do all kinds of weird things. Yeah. I didn't really love so that. we did it more in the fact we did a dairy free, um, mm-hmm. type of low carb, high fat diet. Um, so, but lots of veggies. So any veggie that we could no get. No problems with constipation there. No problems with constipation. <laughs> no, nope, got plenty of fiber. <laughs> uh, so, um, the biggest change that we saw was cutting grains and some of the sugars back, um, decreased inflammation. Um, I wasn't doing it to lose weight. I lost probably about five pounds within the first seven days just by cutting out the inflammatory foods. So no gluten, corn, rice, quinoa, um, oats. I cut it all out. So no excess grains. Um, not even Ezekiel bread. Not even Ezekiel bread. So no bread. No bread. No not pasta. Not even gluten for no, nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I'm kind of one Did of those. Did you have withdrawals? Um, I did. Uh, the first week I felt actually pretty good. Um, and then the second week I felt really terrible. Getting irritable. Yeah, I was irritable. I was tired. I was just lethargic, those types of things. Um, and then the third week I was like, huh, okay, I'm picking back up. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed my rings fit better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't have as much inflammation. I could actually get them on and off. Mm-hmm. So we did this. We're like, let's experiment for three weeks because we're weirdos like that. Mm-hmm. And we like to my do wife that. and I do the same thing. Oh yeah, we're like, oh that sounds cool. Let's Our do whole it. Family has to yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. I already pray for my future children because they're gonna think that I'm really weird, and it's okay. <laughs> I I just I love it. Um, so we did it for three weeks, and then we decided to have a cheat day. We didn't even do sweet potatoes. Okay. We went even that hard for okay. So we decided to have a cheat day. So all I added in was sweet potatoes, an apple. Um, and then normal food that I had been eating for the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, that next morning, did you not even have any uh, berries? Like, be- did you include mm-mm. berries? In no, that? we went no fruit for three oh, weeks. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. We yeah. went hardcore. Okay. Very hardcore. 
Um, so we decided, uh, so we were going to have a cheat day. Just by eating sweet potatoes and an apple, that next day I could barely get my rings off my finger. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, do you think your body, though, I don't know, uh, do you think it overreacts when it starts to get this kind of inflammation, this stuff? Sometimes. Um, I'm more adapted now. Um, and I, I mean that in the way of that because I don't do grains and, like, a lot of sugars. My body's more adapted now. So, like, I can eat sweet potatoes more often mm-hmm. now yeah and I don't do them daily mm-hmm. um, I do them maybe once maybe twice a week mm-hmm. um, but I can have you know some blueberries or blackberries I usually right. do berries um, you know I think at first my body was just so because you're trying to change how you're metabolizing yeah so instead of running off of sugar and glucose I'm running more off of fat Mm-hmm. of my body and what my body's kind of supposed to be running off of. Yeah. We're supposed to have glucose, but we're supposed to have it in a way that um, we use it, you know, we, we eat it and we use it. A lot of times where we have issues in like weight loss and those types of things, we have excess glucose and where mm-hmm. does the excess glucose go? Into my fat cells. Yes. We store it for a rainy day and then it never rains, <laughs> right, right, right. you know? And so, um, that's kind of the whole idea behind the low carb, high fat kind of fad, I guess. Now we kind of take it more into, we do a lot of veggies. Um, you know, our carbs are our veggies. We do low carb as far as like, we don't do grains and you know, you still, heavy, don't. still don't haven't done it for about a year and a half. Yeah. So what do you say to the people who like, um, one of the things I, I, that gets me every time is, hey, I read, I, I read in, um, in the Bible that, you know, Jesus ate the bread and, mm-hmm. and broke the bread mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So yeah, what do you say to that? Yeah. Well, people always ask me about like Ezekiel bread or like those types yeah, of I things. Yeah, I want to eat, I still want to, I want you to tell me I can still eat Ezekiel bread. I know, That's I know. That's basically what I'm trying at to least, ask. At least at that point, like <laughs> it's a better source, but... When I say, um, like, you know, when, when Jesus is walking the earth, our breads and our grains were completely different than they are in 2017. Boom. Yes. Okay. So what's yeah. the difference? So, um, with our grains now, we've been so like hybridized. Um, there's all these books, grain, brain, wheat, belly, um, uh, read any book from like Rob Wolf or Mark Sisson or any of these like paleo people out there now and they're going to talk about how our grains are different now um, and we don't necessarily need to go into the rabbit hole of genetically modified foods right but um, they're different we can't there we don't have enzymes to break down so in our, from our pancreas we go full circle here yeah, yeah, pancreas, back, to pancreas. back to the pancreas we don't have enzymes to break down the grains like we did when Jesus walked the earth. Mm. So um, our grains are a lot different. Even even twenty years ago, our grains are a lot different. You know um, why now? Because they're so seeing... factory made. Yeah, no. yeah, and they've started to hybridize them to make more. So actually, my family is a bunch of wheat farmers, so that's always Duh. fun. In Kansas. Um, oh yeah, in Kansas, they think I'm absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, but the grains that they're getting to plant and seed and like those types of things, um, they're, they're hybridized. So wheat plants, um, back, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago were tall, very tall. They would, you know, that's, you hear the waving the wheat is the big thing. You still get that, but now wheat plants are short. 
because they hybridize them, they crossbred them with a different wheat plant okay. to make them shorter and they could spread out faster mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. they wanted a bigger kernel at the top. Yeah. The bigger kernel at the top, then if the plant was too tall, it would break off and they mm -hmm. would lose crop. Uh, so they so started, it's all about mass production. Yes. More now mass. than ever before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that solves that. That yeah. answers that question. There. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. um, so a typical patient, you know, I always kind of say now I'm crazy, uh, in my diet and I'm kind of weird. And so I usually say with a typical patient is start slow. Uh -huh. So, okay. Cut out one thing. You know, when someone comes in here and they're like, I want to, I want to change my diet, but I'm scared and I'm nervous and it's hard and I, I've never really stuck to anything. Take it a step at a time. Mm -hmm. You know, if if gluten is the first thing that we see a sensitivity to a reaction to, okay, let's start there. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I tell everybody to watch sugar. Um, that's just a given, um, because sugar is so inflammatory and there's so much research and studies out there showing the adverse effects of sugar. Um, and I've even started researching a little bit more of the effects of natural sugars as well, because in our brain, sugar is sugar. Stevia too? Stevia, stevia is not sugar. No, it's a it's an alternative. It doesn't stevia is one that doesn't raise the blood sugar. So stevia is okay. Mm -hmm. um, I'm always, but you have to be careful because most stevias on the market have erythritol or xylitol or something in there, and that actually will raise the blood sugar. Oh. Yeah. So if it's a pure stevia, yes. <laughs> is there a brand you recommend? Um, as far as stevia, what do you get? I usually don't use stevia. I hate the taste of stevia. I don't like the taste of it either. So coffee is a bad idea too. Tell me about coffee. Coffee? Um, I usually say if you can go with a you, good organic bean. Do you drink coffee? I do. <sighs> I do, but I usually do some sort of bean from either um, like a local coffee shop. So Honest, Roasters, or mm -hmm. the Urban Mule Market. Um, I actually have never been to Mule Town, yeah. but I've heard I've heard really good things about their bean. They're becoming more of a supplier here. In yeah, yeah. Um, or I do um, mushroom coffee. So Four Sigmatic, um, foursigmatic.com has a, a mushroom coffee. And so it has, it's a little bit of instant coffee, but you get the most of the pick-me-up from like a cordyceps mushroom or a lion's mane mushroom. Mm. And so it's a little like toned down and less invasive. Less amped up. Yeah. 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 That's been my problem is it's what it does to me. Yeah. Is it just amps me up. And yeah. I, I, I almost feel like a... I don't like the feeling. It's mm -hmm. kind of an addiction feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That's not well, good. and some people actually, there's a gene in your liver yeah. um, that will um, actually show if you're a fast metabolizer of caffeine or a slow metabolizer. We of need caffeine. to test that next time. Yeah, I will. I will because it's, it's fun. Um, I was, I was looking at somebody, I'm like, coffee doesn't bother you right and they're like yeah I can drink eight cups of coffee and mm -hmm. I'm totally fine and then you get someone who takes a sip and they're wigged out for hours me yeah and then I get tired yes and then I just like crash yeah and it's like what and then I wonder why did I do this in the first place yeah this isn't even there fun. is something spiritual about a cup of coffee though mm -hmm. that that smell and the aroma and you can just sit and be with God mm -hmm. in the morning I know in front of the these fireplace these ladies who post a picture every day on Instagram about oh, yeah. themselves Drinking their coffee. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And I can get it. I get it. Yeah. You don't see guys doing that, by the way. It's always girls. No, but we're, I mean, we're cool. So. You don't see, you just don't see guys, oh, I got my cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not, no, it's not masculine not. enough. I mean, it, maybe it's a Red Bull or something yeah. that we try to promote. But um, anyway, going off on a tangent there, but coffee has been on my mind a lot lately. Yeah. Um, well, I will say Four Sigmatic is something to try, the mushroom coffee. Okay. Uh-huh. Um... And then what about creamers and things like that? Because I, I don't really drink black coffee. Yes. Do you drink black coffee? No. No. I typically, That's not a spiritual experience for me. No. No, me black either. Coffee, I, of... I definitely will do... Um, again, I go kind of a little bit weird. And so um, there's these creamers called Nut Pods. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with them. Um, I, I, nut Pods? Nut Pods. So they are uh, either an almond or a coconut milk base, uh-huh. um, and they are no sugar, mm-hmm. which is great, no added sugar, and um, so they're like a coconut milk or almond milk creamer, and they have French vanilla flavoring and stuff. They use like natural flavors and stuff okay. like that. I also do um, bullet coffee. Uh-huh. Have you heard of bullet coffee? So, well, bulletproof. Bulletproof. Yeah. Is it the same? Um, similar. Um, I just take my coffee and I put a little bit of coconut oil or yeah. MCT oil. Um, sometimes grass-fed butter. Mm-hmm. Blend it up, and it's like a latte without. Oh, all I the love junk. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. I, yeah. I, totally do that that's yeah. my favorite thing to do yeah. and plus in the morning it's a good um getting good fats so like coconut oil or mct oil which mm-hmm. is just a um uh, it's a medium chain triglyceride oil so it's in a liquid form mm-hmm. um it gives you um kind of that boost of energy it helps with the brain function it gets good omegas those types of things right. so a lot of people will do that for their breakfast in the morning yeah mm-hmm. i i that when i get a chance i do that because yeah. it, um, it's like frothy oh yeah it's, it's really good really tasty yeah it's really good that mixed with nut Nut pods. Nut pods. Nut pods. Yeah. All right. I'm going to be looking at, where can I get that? At Whole Foods? Uh, I don't know if Whole Foods actually carries that. Um, I do Thrive Market. Oh, Thrive Market. Natural Costco online store. Mm -hmm. Um, You're not going to give me an affiliate code for that. (laughs) I have one if you want it. (laughs) No, don't worry. I won't do that. Okay. 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 Yeah. But, um, yeah. I I usually. Thrive has it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I do a lot of that kind of thing. Um, so I always tell people like anything that I can start just cutting down inflammatory wise, mm-hmm. that's just the biggest thing, you know, um, inflammation, chronic inflammation leads to disease, mm-hmm. not the other way around. So if I can cut it down, um, I can, I can do, I can do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and then of course we go in everybody's so different you know everybody has their own set of genetics that we kind of have to take into account too so what might work for you um, might not work for me mm-hmm. so it's hard for me to say oh yeah go do um, Whole30 or go do JJ right. but Virgin. that's a base what you're giving me before that yeah. is it, inflammation anything inflammation yeah. is going to be a base for everybody yeah. to kind of work off of from there Yeah. does it help you um, work with your patients then Mm-hmm. To, to have them be totally off any inflammatories because then you can help better. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, again, like I treat a lot of chronic people mm-hmm. and so I can get a lot done if they're helping me out with their diet. Right. You know, if they're eating a lot of sugar and um, just inflammatory foods, um, you know, I have a lot of people who are still on like um, soda drinks, you know, mm-hmm. and like those types of things. That's not going to help me with their chronic 
disease, right. you know, or their mm-hmm. chronic inflammation. Like if anything, it makes it worse. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to feel too good when I'm starting to try and clear out different infections and those types of things because they have so much inflammation. Right. When we add more on top of it through mm-hmm. the detox process, you're going to, you're not going to feel good, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, you know, that's a big thing. If they're on sodas, okay, we start with that first, you know? Um, then I test food sensitivities, um, through my frequency based testing. So then I can test, okay, do we have a gluten sensitivity? Do we have uh, dairy, uh, sugar? Do we have nuts, mm-hmm. eggs, you know, all that go, stuff, all of it, mm-hmm. all of it. So then I go, okay, this is the biggest thing that you need to cut out next. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one patient comes into mind, um, with a story about just diet and losing weight and she came in, um, and had hormonal issues, PCOS, she had glaucoma, she had, um, just, um, her hair was kind of falling out, her nails were breaking, all the things, a little overweight. Um, she decided that she was going to take charge of her health and she was like, I'm doing whatever you say. And I love those people because (laughs) you know they're ready. Mm -hmm. They're ready. So I've been treating her for now about a year and a half. I think total she told me last time she was in, which was a couple weeks ago, she's lost um, 60 pounds. Mm. Um, I don't know how many sizes she's lost, but she gave us a picture of her old pants. Mm -hmm. And all she did was change her diet and we did a supplement protocol for her. And, um, over the course of a year and a half, she did it really, you know, naturally and great. And she's the healthiest she's ever been. Um, they were going to do like a total hysterectomy with her. They canceled it. Good. Um, she no longer has to go back to the eye doctor every couple months because Mm -hmm. her glaucoma has gone. And all that was, was her changing food basically Mm -hmm. and giving her body the nutritional supplements that it needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. It's pretty great. Well, that's, that kind of leads me to the kind of some of the final questions before we finish up today. Yeah. And I want to talk about some other things, maybe a second part two to have you come on. But, um, so tell me some of the best, um, stories that you've encountered. How long have you been practicing? Um, I will be practicing, I'll start my fourth year in February. So only three years. Okay. So three mm-hmm. years, three years, mm-hmm. give me some of the, you just told me one, yeah. give me some, uh, some other stories yeah. that come to mind that um, not to give names. Yeah. 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 No. Um, I, like I said, I treat a lot of Lyme disease patients and I had this one lady who's had, who had Lyme for about five years, pretty extensively. Um, and you guys, I know have gone through that as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of personal story with Lyme and how it just almost, is just devastating to, yeah. to the body. Um, when she first came in here, she, um, her husband had to drive her. She was almost manic by the time, um, because it affects the nervous system. So you get a lot of emotional issues and, um, you know, just a lot of anxiety, depression, like those types yeah. of things. Um, joint pain. Um, she had issues with jaw and neck and just all the things, um, within about, um, she was actually a fun case because, um, she actually had a lot of, um, root canals in her teeth and, um, root what do you canals. Mean people have root canals. Uh-huh. She got her yeah. teeth removed. So she got, um, she got a root canal, oh, um, yeah. like in the past. But it didn't um, heal? It didn't heal. Uh-huh. And uh, there was things with it. And I actually found Lyme bacteria oh. in her 
in her mouth. Uh-huh. And so we were able to go. I didn't think she would do it, but I was like, you might need to get those teeth removed. Well, about three weeks later, she went and removed those teeth. I was like, <laughs> okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was almost like a light switch turned because she was constantly getting bacteria every time she swallowed. Wow. And so root canals, now she had Lyme, but root canals actually harbor a lot of bacteria. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I have a lot of patients with root canals that we have a hard time detoxing until we can get them cleaned out mm-hmm. or removed. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, about a year and a half, two years in, and um, she's going to yoga. She's driving herself now. She um, uh, she's like a normal human. Mm-hmm. Where before she she was she came into me so crying and manic almost that she was like, "You're my last hope." Mm-hmm. She told yeah. me that. Yeah. And it's it's just really it's really great to see someone who is just so terrible, feeling so terrible, to then feeling so great. Yeah. Yeah, I have a couple kids, too, who had rashes all over their body. And just by getting them on good probiotics and cleaning up their diet, they're a completely different kid. So those are... um, Some days it's hard in the office because you definitely have a lot of sick people. But when I can hear those, you know, success stories or, you know, just making someone feel better... I know that's why God called me to do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just definitely um, a huge blessing, and I feel like He facilitates me. Do you ever get frustrated with your patients? Sometimes, yeah. What frustrates you the most? <laughs> um, well, I definitely, again, doing nutritional and diet counseling is not always the easiest. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you you know, can't control the people. I can't. Yeah, I can only give them my recommendations, and if they take it, they take it. If they don't, they don't. Um, so yeah, or, and not necessarily the patient themselves, but what, you know, some people are complicated and I can't figure them out and that's (laughs) what really makes me frustrated. So then I have to go and research. So Mm -hmm. that's my brain and that's why I study all that I study. Because your kinesiology, kinesiology, kinesiology. Uh uh, can't go into the brain right now. Right. And figure people out mentally. Oh yeah. Yeah. Emotionally. Oh Yeah. That's a whole. That's a whole other aspect that we that we treat. Um, but yeah, that's a whole other aspect on top of what yeah. they're just dealing with physically. Gets into psychology and yeah. other things like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but but you can you can test their their body, their physical, and then you can give them recommendations. I would imagine that probably for whatever reason, people just don't trust it or don't believe it yeah. or don't have enough self-control to be able to stick with the protocol or maybe don't even have the money maybe to continue coming. Or, yeah, no, know, it's, sad. it's definitely, yeah, you know, it's one of those things where I would love to take care of many people as I can. Um, mm-hmm. I'm one person, but, um, you know, to trust the process and to trust your body to do what it's actually supposed to do. I have a, a lot of times a hard time getting that to through people's heads sometimes mm-hmm. um you know we're in the world of quick fixes mm-hmm. where i have a symptom let me take a pill yeah so when you're saying it is, could take six months mm-hmm. well i feel better with this pill kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> so i might just stick with that right you know yeah. instead of being like it's really hard to change my diet and to take the supplement protocol and those, those types of things and get in here for visits and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, 
So I really commend my patients because getting in here is kind of the hardest part. Yeah. And to actually do what we're asking them to do because it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but the long-term effects that I've seen with my patients um, are just night and day. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. So good. Well, you're doing some great things. You're Thank doing you. some great things. And I always enjoy coming in here <laughs> um, for my sessions where we end up talking about podcasts yes. and things that you're listening to. Oh, yeah. Because you're always learning, always growing. Any recommended podcasts? We haven't talked in a while. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so what are you listening to? What are you What are you into? It doesn't have to be health. Don't yes. pretend to be Miss Health. Well, Tell I... Me about anything. You know, your recommendation about revisionist history, I've listened to them all. You have? I have. Oh my gosh, I haven't even listened to them all. I geeked out one Saturday and Uh just totally listened to everything. So thank you, Malcolm (laughs) Gladwell, because you're awesome. Uh Um, I love his brain. Um, So that's my kind of like non health one that Mm -hmm. like I kind of geek out on. Um, Tim Ferriss is always a good one. Um, You know, and honestly, not even just the health ones that Tim puts on. Mm -hmm. Um, I love listening to the human experience and. you know, those types of things. So, um, you know, Joe Rogan has a couple of good ones as well. Is um, he the runner? He does the MMA. Fighting. Oh, MMA. Got it. Okay. So he, um, he you definitely, if you're going to listen to Joe, be prepared. You ready for language? He's got some language. Uh-huh. Um, so but, does Tim Ferriss. Yes, he does. Um, it's like when he interviews, um, he has a lot of doctors that come on and, um, like those types of things. You have to kind of pick and choose his, but, um, he's a very good interviewer. Mm -hmm. And so he just asks questions and it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually just listened to one with Rob Wolf and Mark Sisson, who does the primal kitchen foods. Um, it's on the paleo solution podcast and that one was really good. Okay. It was really good. Okay. Um, talks about, you know, all the different, um, diets that they're doing and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Um, Dr. Rhonda Patrick called, uh, found my fitness. Mm -hmm. She's a researcher, um, nutritional researcher, and she talks about cancer research and intermittent fasting. Uh um, Oh yeah. That's another thing. Intermittent fasting. Oh yeah. My brother-in-law got into that. Oh yeah. Do you do that? I do. Uh oh. I do. You do the eighteen hour or the whatever uh, hour? No, not really. I usually do fourteen to sixteen. Okay, so yeah. sixteen hours of fasting. Fasting. And then eight hours of eating. Yep. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not that hard. Yeah. You get used to it. Yeah. You sleep sixteen. Oh, you sleep eight hours. Yeah. You just have to deal with another six, another eight hours. Oh yeah. Of not eating. I break it up like at night and then in the morning, so I don't do it all at. You know, some people will go to, you know, eating at one o'clock in mm-hmm. the afternoon. I'm not quite that mm-hmm. intense. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but your kinesiology uh-huh. can't um, tell you about that, can it? Like about the intermittent fasting? No, not no. really. It's more of, um, I like to guinea pig myself on the things that I'm reading and listening yeah. to. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, all right, good. Well, I'll give you some other podcast recommendations. Here. I've got a great. few others that I've been listening to, but lately I've been reading a lot of books, a lot yeah. of audio books that I just kind of do when oh, I yeah. walk in or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of on cue as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I almost have too many. I know. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, but anyway, well, thank you thank so you. much, Dr. Crystal Rodenbeck, mm-hmm. uh, for being on the podcast today and sharing a little bit of your insight. It's very interesting what you do with the squeaky thing <laughs> or the resonator. I like yes. that, the resonator. The resonator. It sounds very good. And you actually do look like Princess Leia 
with the, you know, like a, some 70s kind of Star like Wars. Like satchel thing mm-hmm. with the... Yep. <laughs> the only thing missing is like Life a laser saber. gun. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your time. Yes, thank you.